0: Hi, this is Ken Sagos, aka Ken K from a Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 and Part 4. And let me tell you what I do. You see, when I finish kicking
1: Freddy's Cougar's ass all over Dreamland, I kick back and relax at Nightmare Jughead Park.
0: And out of your consciousness, like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast whose center square will forever and always be Shadow Stevens.
1: And the capital of Nebraska is Lincoln.
0: (laughs) My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, the celebration of all things spooky and scary continues as we adjust the rabbit ears on our television as we head back to 1976 to talk the Paul Lind Halloween special. <laughs> and whether you're a member of the Kiss Army or not, you can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your, it says, crunchy hole. And if you feel like getting crunchy on social media, <laughs> God, God help me if that actually has a meaning, uh, you can find us getting crunchy on Twitter, at Nightmare Junk,
1: I've, I've gotten crunchy on social media before,
0: <laughs> and we can get crunchy on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead, <laughs> and it is on that book of face where we have an events tab which leads to
1: shenanigans and witchy shenanigans.
0: And as this episode is going to be releasing on Friday, October twenty-eighth, if you live in your, if you live or find yourself in the Kansas City area, uh, head over to Screenland.com where you will find they have your, I guess chunky and witchy shenanigans taking care of indoors
1: and virtually oh my goodness gracious i'm down for some chunky witch shenanigans
0: <laughs> well the friday that this episode re- is releasing our latest <coughs> friday night fright is one of the first times that we're officially doing a double feature mm-hmm. because we had kind of an unofficial last year when we uh, took in malignant
1: Uh-huh. and then basket case it was an unofficial one but this one and all official, all, all above official, board. <laughs> and,
0: and thanks to our friends at Shutter. Yes, we're going to be doing a double feature of both VHS ninety nine and Deadstream.
1: Yes, I'm uh, looking forward to it. I've heard nothing but good things. I've heard a lot of
0: good things about Deadstream yeah. to the point
1: where I've been trying to avoid any kind of me too review, Spoiler, insight, yes, anything, anything, because like. I've already had movies this year that I've been looking forward to spoiled right out the gate, and so like social
0: media is it's it's a mixed bag. It's yeah. you know necessary for promotion, but at the same time, there's just a lot of garbage out there and some garbage opinions, mm-hmm. quite frankly. But all the opinions I've heard are nothing positive about. In fact, about nothing both but of them positive, yeah. So VHS ninety nine anthology found footage, but I really dug ninety four. Looking forward to 99, and then they just put together. Yeah, going back to the 80s, Gigi's part of it, Uh Scott Derrickson, uh, the guy that just did the new Hellraiser film, David Bruckner, some cool names attached to it. Yeah, Looking forward to it. And speaking of looking forward, the following Friday. Now, (laughs) it's really funny. It's really funny. (laughs) I myself, genius, I myself, I don't like to celebrate my birthday. In fact, it's one of those things that I just, I don't like the attention Which, is, if anyone knows me, it's not a surprise, right? You, however, do do you enjoy
1: celebrating your birthday? Oh, it's the J-Stravaganza week. It's fucking a full weekend of shenanigans. It used to be debaucherous shenanigans, but as I've gotten older and settled down, it's more like I make sure, like... Seven, eight days around my birthday, I do something cool. Well, you've adapted your shenanigans. Can, yeah.
0: Well, as it turns out, you, you're, we're going to be celebrating your birthday on our next Friday Night Fright on November 4th. All with oh, One of my favorite movies of all time. And when I realized what was programmed as part of, like, Vember <laughs> throughout um, Screenland, <laughs> ah. I giggled. I gaggled. I cackled because not only are we in for joy with the movie, but I think, unfortunately, <laughs> possibly... The audience might be in for a different kind of experience with your relation, my relation, our relation with this movie. The movie that dares to ask the question. Was she a great big fat person? Oh, boy. Jonathan Demme's The Silence of the Lambs.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. It's such a good movie. I have such odd fond memories of seeing this in the theater. Mm -hmm. Go back to our Into the Mouth
0: of March Madness tournament for the 1991 year. We both had some interesting experiences we were on the younger side at that point very impressionable and that movie made a mark but i'm really looking forward to seeing it on the big screen with you celebrating
1: your birthday oh, maybe we'll thing, do the great thing oh. is like fucking so now apparently there's a whole like new love of like not only i personally even sans the context it sans the movie the song goodbye horses mm-hmm. is a fucking great song it's a jam. but there is a whole bunch of videos out there where they superimpose different people dancing to Q Lazarus and goodbye horses there's this great one you know in the scene in blood in blood out when he's at the barbecue and he's gonna go dancing and he's got like that that music in the background I know that one. Oh, they put Q Lazarus so he's dancing in beat to like goodbye horse it's wonderful wonderful would you call me Miklo I cut me Miklo
0: <laughs> the over-under of monstrous giggles and making some people uncomfortable. I'm going to try to keep them in, in check, ladies uh, and gentlemen, I promise. Uh, now, that being said, uh, for those of you that are celebrating Shocktober here in Kansas City, uh, technically it is the last week, and they're closing out with some bangers. On Saturday the 29th, the first of a universal double feature that's happening the weekend, your chance to take in Dracula... And Frankenstein. Ooh,
1: ooh! Frankenstein is the shit. Both of those movies are old school classics for reasons because mm-hmm. they're both atmospheric, and they're both like sixty minutes.
0: They laid the foundation of so much of what was to come from horror, mm-hmm. and yeah, they they move quickly, which is the best part. But then that evening, we're not doing anything with it as a part of the Shadowcast because you know you're going to be in good hands with them. But check out the Rocky Horror Picture Show.
1: Nice. Yes,
0: that's full on in, full on in. Mm -hmm. Now then on Sunday, October 30th, the second of the Universal Double Feature that is happening. And this is one that I'm definitely going to try to check out. uh, Both The Wolfman and The Invisible Man.
1: You're going to have fun. You're going to have fun, especially with the Wolfman. Wolfman's cool. And the bones, when you bring in the bones. Yeah, no, fucking Wolfman's legit good. It's, I, like, I like Wolfman a lot.
0: And that's just it. It's the bits and pieces that I've seen, but never from front to back. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. Now, that evening, and this is one that a lot of people are looking forward to because it just doesn't get to do the repertory screening houses that much. One that I know you legitimately love, obviously, with... Our love of anthology, mm-hmm. our love of Halloween films, and Michael Darty's Trick or Treat.
1: This movie is the shit. That is, I, I love know. It. One Charlie Brown is an asshole. Dude, that is a great. Like, <laughs> Trick or Treat is one of my movies that I have to see in October it, or it's not Halloween.
0: It's part of your rotation. Yeah.
1: In fact, like, there's been many times i am like, oh shit, I'll, I'll watch it on Halloween as I'm waiting for Trick or Treaters.
0: Actually, it's. it's, it's, it's Wonderful as like the centerpiece of a movie watch party, mm-hmm. or just something in the background. It's kind of perfect. Now that being said, on Halloween on Monday, October thirty first, a double feature that you can partake: John Carpenter's Halloween mm-hmm. and Michael D'Artie's Trick or Treat.
1: Nice. And theoretically, uh, Halloween ends and still be playing, so you could make it an unofficial triple feature.
0: Be and well. We're living right now kind of in this crazy heyday Mm -hmm. of modern horror, be it with the IPs, the Halloweens, uh, the ones that have that familiar lineage, but also so much more independent stuff that's out there. A lot of stuff, it's appropriate in October, and ideal in October to have a lot of new horror out there, so I'm happy that even the normies can engage in oh, this and
1: one. Oh, international, because Piggy would still be playing, too. Yeah, Oh,
0: I'm looking forward to seeing that as well. No, a lot of good stuff out there. Now, of course, uh, if you don't live in the Kansas City area and you, you're picking up what we're putting down with Screenland, you know, it's a cool local business here. Uh, a number of ways that you can actually help support them. Uh, you can first go to ScreenlandOnline.com, where they have a number of films that you can rent from them directly. Or even better, become a member of their film family by going to patreon.com screenland, where amongst their many perks, we offer a little watch party called the Shutter Shutout. Mm-hmm. In fact, our next one actually is going to be on that Saturday, the 29th. Um, Genius, what are we taking in? Ooh. What are we streaming on a shutter?
1: We're doing a Children in Peril double feature, going old school with the lady in white and the all-time homunculus classic, The Gate.
0: One of these is going to be a first-time watch for me.
1: Oh, you're going to have a good time. I'm really looking well, forward to it. it's not a
0: good time, but it's a good movie. I've heard it's a good movie, mm-hmm. and it's, the VHS cover always kind of haunted me as a kid, but then also going back to one that is just comfort food and mm-hmm. the gate, Canadian goodness.
1: And childhood trauma, too, like oh. with the whole eyeball and the hand thing. Gateway horror? Yeah. Abs- oh, absolutely. Absolutely. PG thirteen or
0: and I w- it it is both of these are going to be streaming on Shutter but by joining the Screenland uh, Film Family you're going to have access to if you're not there in person for Friday Night Frights we got you covered mm-hmm. it's the it's the home game and we have a customized pre show uh, video introduction with Genius and myself where we give a little context
1: yeah a little yakety smack a little bit of uh, decompressing.
0: Yeah, yeah, before we compress with the movies, yeah, uh, a vintage trailer reel for each film, and of course then, the post-film discussion, where we process then everything that we took in. Now, that being said, um, all of that is available by becoming a member of the Screenland Film Family, so head on over to uh, Patreon.com slash Screenland. But genius, if I am talking Patreon and Film Family...
1: Hey. Bellies.
0: We also have our own little group of fine folk, a little film family here at Patreon. And in fact, we are actually just recording this after our latest Nerdoween, uh, Nerdoween 8. It is a little horror movie marathon that we put on yearly at Screenland. And we had a laundry list of film family members that thankfully were able to attend in person so I gotta get like this little list out here. We've got <clears throat> Bobby, mm-hmm. Chad, Charles, Dustin, Diana, Joel, Jesse, JT, and Marie. I don't think I left anyone off.
1: I uh, there's also the, well, and also Friday Night Friends, uh oh. the Topeka Cats. Yep. Uh-huh. Well, and then
0: also family member julie she couldn't be there she was upset she wanted to be there but she was there in spirit yeah so shout out to all of them
1: and w- and i'd like to introduce you <laughs> yeah yeah where like. do you start where
0: do you start genius where do you start <laughs> we're gonna have to fully process this on the halloween hangover episode i'd, I'd,
1: I'd like to thank all my pals here and i'd like you to get the fuck out of here <laughs> the collective giggle And especially the moment where we
0: were all familiar with that scene and then going, oh, this is where it comes from. (laughs) And then the escalation throughout the evening. Thank you all for attending the three-course meal that we put together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And not demanding to see the chefs.
1: Yeah, the the what-the-fuck Oreo with the cream center in the middle.
0: My goodness, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so we took in uh, Gnaw, Food of the Gods 2, The Stuff... And then closed... With Blood Diner. My goodness. And best part, number one, Food of the Gods 2 had basically everyone in the audience except for you.
1: And of course, Adrian Torres. Of course,
0: Adrian, having seen the film. But everyone else, we were seeing it for the first time. The Stuff, probably about 60% of the audience Mm -hmm. seen it for the first time. And then Blood Diner...
1: At least 90.
0: Yes. A success, at least for the first time viewing watches. So again... Thank you all for coming out, making it happen. It was a blast. And, of course, hopefully you'll enjoy some of the content. Um, commentary, of course. Uh, reason will prevail, <laughs> as you will see. <laughs> uh, but we have a lot of fun with all that. So, again, thank you all for coming out. And I, we're not only putting together stuff for next year.
1: Oh, we already got two years down the line. We're looking you. at, because mm-hmm. shall we
0: just say, year 10?
1: The greatest hits.
0: Greatest hits. <laughs> now, if you would like to have access to all the stuff in the Shutter shout-out, commentary new horror reviews and so much more head on over to patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead come on over be rad have a good time with us
1: Mm-hmm. It'd be fucking rad now <laughs> hey, but watch out for weird gigantic dreams whoa
0: boy oh boy i manhands just <laughs>
1: manhands hands. Uh. Yeah, Yeah. you think Uncle Jack is just sitting there like, I really like this movie, you know?
0: (laughs) Hey, Charlie, come here. I'm going to show you this movie here. I just got it on VHS. Oh, my Lord.
1: It's art. (laughs) Well,
0: you know what is also art is the fact that one time a year, all the normies embrace the spooky and the scary. Mm -hmm. They will come up to us and they will say, hey, Greg Genius, you know, you guys like spooky and scary. What movie should we watch? There's an assumption that we know horror, and horror is always best appreciated in the month of October.
1: Oh, yeah. It's fully ripened. I mean, you can enjoy it all year long. It's like seasonal fruit. You can, or, or the McRib. You can, <laughs> it's coming around once a year, but, you know, if you play your cards right, you can enjoy it f- throughout. Yes, and the best
0: part, though, is the fact that then everyone celebrates it, and you will eventually, in some elements of popular culture, be it music... TV, movies, regardless, Halloween finds its way and you will find them putting out these Halloween-themed episodes, Halloween-themed music, which is wonderful because... I think for horror fans, then it's just like oh, fun more fun stuff. You know, yes, the stuff it's that been we cater
1: to us, the stuff that we normally watch anyway throughout the year. You know, because I mean, as a horror fan, our diets are not consistent of horror. You know, we, I mean, we vary we our we diet. Vary. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna watch some other stuff and enjoy some other things. But when those two paths cross, this magical cool alchemy happens,
0: and thus we get, especially in terms of TV, The Halloween TV special. Mm -hmm. And my goodness, when we were looking at it, just to open this conversation up, it was daunting. A lot. Because I know, if I think of a Halloween TV special, my mind goes to a couple places automatically. Mm -hmm. Number one, the Garfield Halloween special, Uh back in the day. Number two... Buffy the Vampire Slayer, mm-hmm. and the anti-Halloween attitude that the 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 the, the spooks inspectors take, and number three, even though I didn't watch it a lot, but by ve- reputation, the Roseanne show, yeah, that they went all out with their Halloween episodes in terms of the costumes and the the the, the, the decorations, the production design, and all that. Uh, anything off the top of your head? Oh fuck yeah, The Simpsons. <laughs> Every yeah. year, yeah. Treehouse yeah.
1: of Horror. Looking forward to it. You know, when The Simpsons get spooky and crazy shit happens. It was my favorite. Like, th- those are my favorite Halloween specials, but fuck yeah the garfield halloween special 100 on that one that one and charlie brown even though as previously stated charlie brown's an asshole it's still an institution for a reason that's why you got people up in arms now that it's going to be only streaming mm-hmm. right you have to have like peacock or something to see that's bullshit we have the right to that that's why they want to buy the dvd it's it's merchandising and marketing but again and again the roseanne now roseanne i never got into it but i always watched the Halloween special because i knew enough of like it It was that yeah the reputation the horror stuff and even the stuff that i don't remember and and stuff that's like more obscure what especially young genius watching tv like even if it wasn't the full on halloween special it would always be like something spookier Mm -hmm. like you know coming up next on la law uh corbin Burnson has to go into the haunted house to prevent make sure oh spooky you know it's like oh it's not spooky like fucking the Quantum Leap Halloween special. Oh, yeah. When he travels back in time, in, meets young Stephen King, influences, and then, like, drives away in Christine. Fucking, it was rad. The fucking the, X-Files. And even the, so, even the that's shows true, that are super, he, that's super and, yeah. spooky got even spookier or weirder when it's time for that. Um, <clears throat> The X-Files, when they had their Halloween special, was the crossover with Cops. And it was about uh, regular cop, filmed in cop style, with uh, about a werewolf, and then Mulder and Scully showed up, and they were kind of like background characters because it was an episode of Cops, but it was the X Files. And so there's and the, the the fucking Family Matters Halloween specials when like Urkel would turn everybody into werewolves or some weird <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> fucking even, even MTV had the Halloween specials. Oh yeah, Thriller.
0: Oh Thriller. You're, you're, I mean, the day you saw that whole, like, even the making of. Yeah. That was just so mind-melting and understanding the, how everything was made. And that was Rick Baker with the zombie design. Mm-hmm. The rare zombie work for one Rick Baker. It's wonderful. Again, everyone comes out to play.
1: Yeah. Everyone is dressed Halloween to the health. Halloween specials are the shit. It's, it's fucking from Mark Summers to... Um,
0: <laughs> I, see, I can't imagine Mark Summers being in a haunted house, given, like, as germphobic as he is. And especially with yeah. kids, it probably just drove them nuts. But at
1: least not as bad as Howie Mandel, you know?
0: Weirdo Howie Mandel.
1: Oh, Lord. Even the Halloween specials on the talk shows.
0: When when we just came, before we were, uh, started recording, we were watching an old bit of, uh, when it was The Tonight Show, but it was like, it wasn't Johnny, it wasn't Joan, it was it's Gary.
1: Like, yeah, third tier. And not but, even Gary Shandling. <laughs> no, not even Gary Shandling.
0: But they had on Elvira. Vincent Price, yes, was over, and he was having so much fun with just her, giggling and cackling like a little schoolboy. And then she was just at full persona, so sharp, so quick, mm-hmm. which is why we love her and why she's garnered such a following. In fact, we're just
1: like she pulls a knife on the host and says, "I got man. you, man." <laughs> it's
0: great. And we, uh, on our show, we did a Shutter shout out where we talked uh, the Elvira movie, uh-huh. which is awesome. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, it quite is. quite good, but. Then they get to come out and Elvira gets to be celebrated. Uh Joe Bob will probably make his way out eventually mm-hmm. amongst the normies. But then also you would get these really weird variety shows that would occasionally pop Ooh, up.
1: Do you remember like it, oh was, boy. Oh it boy. was way back in the day and it was like the horror awards hosted by Robert England, right? And or something like that. And then no, it was Linnea Quigley. Every now and then they'd have like spots with her, and I think like not Robo team, but one of, like, I'm like, holy shit. Special effects guy. Was it Steve Johnson? Yeah, I think it was Steve Johnson. And they were showing how they made, how they would, you could make effects at home. Like, one of the tips I learned, to make really cool fangs a la um, a, uh, um, Night of the Creeps, you use Starburst. And then you just mold the Starburst onto your teeth, onto your gums, and then you, make, you can make fangs that, like, they're not... They're edible, but you can, like... Ah, 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 ah.
0: I've battled those things in my teeth for, like, an hour. So, yeah, yeah they can stay. Mm-hmm. They can stay. That's rad. That's rad. And, it, well, and that you, was a
1: Halloween special. It was, like, coming up on Fox 41. This is when Fox was cool. And, they, and like, they would show... Stuff like that. And it was like, at 7 o'clock, you're like, wow. And there's a whole award celebrating all things horror.
0: Well, and you even talk about The Simpsons, you know, your, your Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, they have Halloween it. episodes, yeah. There's Spider-Man and his amazing friends when they would go out in costumes. They wear like the uh, Ben Cooper Hulk mask, mm-hmm. ironically. It's celebrated. It's fun. And we were looking just in terms of what we were going to do with this episode. Because this is technically the weekend that most people are going to be truly celebrating
1: and we already did our fake tv halloween special last year with the wnuf one
0: which was glo- And have you watched the sequel yet not yet i want to watch it I, I know it's making the festival circuit rounds but we decided to go something a little bit more traditional in terms of more of a, a house party mm-hmm. in a way uh and which witch's we, brew well we were looking at all the possibilities i stumbled across a couple of things because number one I've used bits and pieces of this special as pre-show material before, specifically the kiss performance. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of, I could have probably I've seen that way my way through this, but Halloween specials, variety specials, Paul Lind. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Paul Lind. Now, we often talk about like age of demarcation with our references where there's occasionally you might have to ask your your grand folks about them, but this episode truly you might have to break out your wikipedia or at least talk to your eldest mm-hmm. coolest person you know <laughs> because paul lynn right off the bat you might get a you might get a blank stare
1: yeah nobody's if you're not paul lynn doesn't come up in everyday conversation anymore not necessarily
0: no no but if you heard the name if you heard him speak you might understand
1: well, how does he's s- over there you might know him best as the voice of Templeton from the animated uh, Charlotte's Web.
0: My God, that's correct. Oh, Lord, that's right.
1: Because um, he does that. The song. And says, crunchy. He's the one that brings the that's paper. The crunch, and like, yeah. And he's the one with the goat. The fair is a veritable smarkish bard, arkish bard, arkish bard. The best way to describe Paul Lynn, for those of you who are not, think of... He's basically Roger from American Dad and just mannerisms with the costumes and the flamb- flamboyality and just, just with the snide remarks. Who ate all the pecan sandies? And so that's Paul Lynde. And he was fucking rad for it. He was an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uncle Arthur on Bewitched. On Bewitched. Mm-hmm. He was
0: prolific. and But unfortunately, he was in a time where yes. he could not be, be for, himself. Be himself. And I think he dealt with it as best as possible to at least give you a wink. We all know, it's. let's get to the point where we can at least embrace it. I'd like Mm -hmm. to think, ideally, we've made some progress there. But for him to... And I, I just love the fact that he got a Halloween special that when we're watching it, we're both having those Rick Dalton moments going, wait, that person is involved with this?
1: Even during the fucking credits. Oh,
0: it was much so, but then... I was most familiar with him though, through viewings of probably like Nick at Night when they would show some of the old game shows, Mm -hmm. but definitely Hollywood Squares. And even Hollywood Squares is another one where you're going to have the demarcation age of reference in terms of who's your center square. square? Because then you
1: had Paul Lind was the center square. Then later on, it was Charles Nelson Reilly. And then later on, it was Shadow Stevens again. And the capital of Nebraska is Lincoln fucking Recuerdos a todos, right and so then it was Whoopi Goldberg
0: yeah and that's why I didn't realize that it is continued to this day I just assumed that because of reruns Hell
1: it still might be going on to this day I don't know about current generation probably Steve Harvey <laughs>
0: Well, and it, it played as a little bit of improv mm-hmm. just in terms of let's get some funny people together, yep. ask them wacky questions. Some people
1: we'll, are promoting some shit too. Throw absolutely. Like, hey, well, and then take some surveys and see facts. You'd get interaction with them. It was a
0: kind of a cool little concept the way everything was set up on that side. Um, in fact, um, I even remember you know just taking Shadow Stevens for a block or Shadow mm-hmm. Stevens for the win. But yeah, Shadow Stevens... Definitely my center square. My mine too. Okay, mine that's too. fair. That's fair. Um, so with with Paul Lind, we have a celebration of all things spooky and scary, with just Paul Lind being Paul Lind being Paul Lind, right? And I've seen bits and pieces of this, and when I mentioned, like, I almost kind of jokingly was like, "Hey." why don't we do this for an episode Fuck yeah paul in's ad. and then you were all in immediately yeah, well, let's, let's do fucking and paul i'm like this is it's well and it, that's just it it's fun it's it's cheesy
1: so so, che- so che- i mean it's cheesy it would have been cheesy in the
0: 70s cheesy well and by the this came out in 1976 in october so i was all i was all of six months old i wasn't even born no that's just it but i I'd like to think maybe my parents were watching, getting a giggle out of it, enjoying laying the seed work and the groundwork for KISS because I grew up a KISS fanatic. But we open, and I think we're – I don't know. How do you want to approach this? Do we just go through chronologically? Do we do our initial reactions? So
1: we already talked about Paul Let's Let's do it like – let's talk about necessarily how it opens with the credits. The Paul Lynn Halloween special, because it's always the special. Oh, yeah. It it's, was always the special. It was always a special event.
0: Rodney Dangerfield got a special. Mm-hmm. Andy Kaufman got a
1: special. The special. The, 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 the NBC, and, ABC, And it was AB- on Bron- ABC. The, the home of Circus of the Stars. Or uh, That's Incredible. Celebrities, just like celebrities, secret talents.
0: Don't knock, That's Incredible. Always Doug, That's Incredible. Frank
1: Darkington was the shit. <laughs> But it
0: establishes um, the big three. got ABC, NBC, CBS. Again, you've got a wide audience for that. In fact, ABC for a while I know was kind of always considered like the top tier. Mm -hmm. And then NBC and CBS battled for who was second. Uh, So huge audience. And we get so many of these folks that we still recognize. But I guarantee there's going to be a younger audience out there. They're going to be lost except... Except for a few people that were prominent
1: then. And still prominent now. till the day they passed, which, Betty White. Yeah. I mean. Because it comes out like, and Margaret Hamilton, and da 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 and, and da-da-da-da, and, and Billy Barty. It, and well, and the so, Billy Barty. Yeah, th- this is the, recal- I mean, the whole audience, because it spills out who you're going to see, just like in the beginning. I'm surprised he didn't show, like, them in the circle. Pictures, pictures or, on yes, them or oh, something. Yeah, doing that little. Or, like. TV's Billy Barty or like da-da-da. But sure enough, and then like some of the names you're like, okay, I, I don't recognize the name. Oh, I recognize Tim Conway. I recognize Bill Barty. I do that one. I don't recognize that one. But then when you're like, oh, I know who that is now immediately. Everybody in this is that guy if you don't know who they are. You will recognize them once you're like, holy shit, it is. And once they go into their actual like character for what they're known for so let's start off with the first guest star the margaret hamilton immediately with his
0: maid the the voice rang familiar
1: and they had a little slapstick thing
0: going on they had great little the timing and everything that was oh no uh, uh biscuit just jumped down uh there was definitely chemistry there but th- there was just so much familiarity with her and i was went to the mdba and it was like oh yeah of course that's familiar
1: it's the Wicked Witch of the West. Oh my
0: lord! It's the source of so much Kinder trauma. <laughs> yeah. To this day, still terrifies kids, and she's so I think wonderful to embrace it, Mm-hmm. to put basically the the makeup back, back on. On, yeah. Because what I, I ultimately love with this movie is the fact that it was it's a celebration of witches, and we love us some witches. The spookier, the scarier, the better. Oh, witches
1: uh, rule. And then, then we're introduced to our first dance number.
0: Okay, we of uh, multiple dance numbers, and this one was kids.
1: Well, and he's first. He starts out, "What's the matter with these kids today? I love these kids with trick or treaters in the best of ways." You know, it was it, it was this close. I'm not a diddler, right? Because like you started he's talking about, and then all of a sudden these kids come out and they start fucking with them, and like immediately these are like weird scary 70s costumes that's just
0: it there is some element of some illicit substance that happened when it came to the production design and the costume pageantry involved there's some weirdness going on to the point where there was one in specific the
1: white-faced devil horned frightening
0: yeah terrifying and then everything else on top of that, just antagonizing this poor old
1: man. And then he changes his tune. Then he's like, kids, what's the matter with these kids today? With the whole remakes of that uh, Bye Bye Birdie song. So
0: <laughs> so basically pulling from the hits and adapting. Basically. As we found it, the out. Throughout the k uh-huh. Tell <laughs> Throughout exactly. the film.
1: Exactly. No. And Sessions presents. Well, right.
0: And then who, lo and behold, pops out at the end of Kids.
1: Fucking Donnie and Marie. So Teeth if- and all. Just sitting there. <laughs>
0: Are you more country or rock and roll genius? Neither.
1: Like, <laughs> fucking, it's even worse when they try to lean too hard into rock and roll. Don- Donnie's like badass Donnie phase. Even when he was like 40, like I'm going to start wearing leather jackets. Don't, Donnie. <laughs> don't. As a 40-year-old man myself, don't. <laughs> but is this yet another...
0: Age of demarcation. Now, I'm
1: not saying... Now, if you're worried and you're rocking a, a, a leather jacket, <laughs> oh, yeah. first of all, I'm not trying to backpedal the fuck. I know this is for Donnie. He never wore one. If you've been rocking since you were 20 and you even keep on rocking it, yeah. But don't all of a sudden try to change your look and, like, I'm badass. I'm like, hard edge.
0: Exactly. You rock in your 20s, but you have to wear it later. But if you rocked it initially, I guess you can ride that wave if of you rock. You
1: still go. Yeah, right? But fucking... You're Donnie Osmond. You can't You're like, Pat Boone. Right, exactly. You can't pull that shit. Ironically, for Halloween, for a Halloween special, yes. Yes. But yeah, <laughs> but when your not agents going, jittery. yeah. But we, anyways, so this is like brands making new coming for Donnie McRee. They're not even con- contractually obligated to say shit. They <laughs> no, just come just... And, they just come and slam Paul in the trash can, probably light and light it on fire, because they're bad kids ding as their like fucking Ugh. teeth and hair float off into the nethers they don't even say shit and then poof pollen comes out like oh they damn children right and fucking that's the end of the musical number the end of the first musical first number. one first one we
0: have multiple musical numbers throughout this which actually i really dug but was really funny though there were certain times with some of these musical numbers where you're like this has nothing to do with Halloween. Nothing.
1: To do, fucking. This is Halloween in spirit only. Like you even <laughs> justified it to me later on. Like, well, they're using costumes and stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's true. I mean, well, uh, we 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 it's get a loose story. Because so he changes his tune. He's like, I now I hate Halloween. Right. And like, I know it'll make you feel better, Margaret Hamilton as Margaret. <laughs> right. Before, like, okay, cool let's go to my sister so they go to oh the cue the scary music haunted manor s mm-hmm, kind of feel shenanigans 70s shit, and lo and behold another 70s star staple witchy poo
0: and again another time you're either going to go who the hell is that or you're going to go oh oh boy mm-hmm. yeah let's break out the puff and stuff let's break out the puff and stuff yep talk about illicit substances some weird Weird children's programming going on in the seventies.
1: Weird shit. Yeah.
0: Creative without a doubt. Probably creative because of necessity and this and that, but yeah.
1: But witchy poo. I don't know what all of her glory. And then here comes all of a sudden Margaret Hamilton poof transforms into, her- on into the witch. Into the witch's character. And then Did does- you also notice the Doctor Who scarf he was wearing? Yeah, it was. it was. I'm gonna be the doctor. I'm gonna travel from place to place in the TARDIS. <laughs> there's a lot of things that are bigger on the inside. <laughs> Just like,
0: <laughs> this like... Have you been sitting on this for like 360-some-odd episodes? No! <laughs> because when we were even talking off... like Going go in Paul-Lynn mode, poof. Yeah, I, you, were, you were staying the Hollywood Square stuff, and I was like, wait, you've had that. That's in your catalog. That is unreal. But I'm glad <laughs> you have that in your catalog. I'm actually very proud I'm of that. for
1: this day. <laughs>
0: well, this is when we get the introduction of Miss Halloween.
1: Yes. Played by Betty White. 1976, Betty White, too. Treat Betty White. <laughs> Silver Fox and
0: Betty and White. Throwing shade, as the kids say. Talk
1: Paul in. Like I would have taken Paul Newman. Or he probably taking the, the dressing at that point. She even said St. Paul. Like she said, fucking anybody from Saint Paul, Minnesota. And
0: she's given it too. And that's yeah. Betty White was always funny. Yeah, she's always funny. She's always, always filthy funny
1: too. She was always in on the joke.
0: She was always in the joke. And she knew how to elevate this little bit part that it looked like she had a good time doing, and it's that, and with Betty White, she adds the little bit of Betty White spice, mm-hmm. does her thing, and like that, <laughs> she's gone.
1: Meanwhile, Billy Barty's running around in the corner. Billy okay. Barty. Billy, Billy Barty. Barty yep. Fucking noodles McIntyre. No, McIntosh. <laughs> McIntosh.
0: <laughs> freaking the tones. Mm-hmm. He's... The tone. I mean, was he not? He was <laughs> he, the lollipop guild. He was
1: the lollipop guild. He was uh, half the characters in H.R. Puff and stuff because he was also in us. Uh, Sigmund and the Sea Monster. No. Man. Um. Um. Yeah. Sigmund and the Sea Monster. That's fair. Uh,
0: an incredible career. Yeah. And was that he was that that guy character actor, and even in um, uh, Over the Rainbow. Yeah. The the movie about the making of the Wizard of Oz, he just had that. Yet had, had presence. He was yeah. a great character actor. Yeah, just so just show him him showing up, playing it on, you know, short jokes this and that, but but
1: giving it back right back.
0: How would you like a bite? Ah, yeah. All the bit, but again, his bit in Masters of the Universe.
1: <laughs> the talk Gildorf. Gildorf. The, the the tones.
0: And he reached so many different generations. Love 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 Billy Barty. uh, freaking Tim Conway.
1: Yeah. So then we get, oh, you, we want you to promote our wishes is good people, so we'll give you three wishes. Oh, good
0: lord! The, the, the,
1: and so then this the is the wish like, routine. So this mm. is where we get our first Tim Conway appearance, and this is the the trucker sketch. Makes no sense at all. Was, this is our like this has
0: nothing to do, and it's a long sketch. Well, you get the introduction of a rhinestone trucker, and the incorporation and a song, of
1: a whole song between him and tim conway
0: cb culture trucker social media as it was back then we were mentioning maybe this was an offshoot of duel in this some is, form this
1: is the origin story fucking because they're trying to get they're trying to they both um well tim conway dies first because he was dynamite joe with the mustache he, it was his twin brother I mean, his twin brother and then he explodes due to bad advice from like rhinestone Which, trucker and his outfit rhinestone trucker god damn yeah with the whole rhinestones glorious (laughs) just um breaker breaker one one five right he's just going in this is this this is two rubber ducks (laughs) right he's just cracking jokes and shit right (laughs) and so um first trucker dies second trucker turns out rhinestone cowboy is going to get married to kinky pinky and ros kelly yeah and then turns out Tim Conway number two. What's a Tim Conway? Oh, about 125 pounds. Now, um, <laughs> <laughs> the Big Simpsons. Yeah. But uh Tim Conway comes out and he does his. He's gonna marry Kinky Pinky as well. All at midnight. All at midnight. So they're rushing, and which then...
0: adds to kind of the spooky specter, stare, scary maybe. Like a large margin maybe,
1: maybe that's what it is. Maybe like him, his pee wee gets picked up instead of large margin. It was a night like this 30 years ago. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. It sounded like a dump truck who fell off the Empire State Building. When they pulled the wreckage... When they... You got this. When they pulled the wreckage out, uh, the corpse looked just like this. (laughs) Good job,
0: good sir. Good job. Yeah, we have been sitting on this for a while. Makes a little bit better of a story, possibly.
1: <laughs>
0: because then, yeah, we, we get right into, and oh, God, the best part. Not even
1: Fucking Pinky Descadero from fucking Happy Days. And up. quite honestly,
0: she's great in this. She's
1: great. She's got she, copy Dude, she
0: carries a scene she's in. She commands the scene, dude. She does little bits nonverbal that I was totally even entrenched the with. Even
1: semi-truck bursts through.
0: Well, this film also, not only do we think maybe Spielberg or, you know, took some as- aspect of Spielberg, guaranteed one, Golan and Globus definitely saw this back in the day. Oh,
1: yeah. Like, oh, you know, they, they, they settled their problems. Truckers settled their problems with uh, arm wrestle. Then they sing and they dance. I got an idea.
0: I got a great idea. Okay, Bull Hurley doing a song and dance with the blaster shirt on and the mustache him. Like, yeah. I'm I'm all for we're that. The,
1: there's the lung. Yo, I was made for loving you, baby. You were made for loving me. Like,
0: they, they, they basically play out over the top in this, and we were looking at Paul each other going wait.
1: And Tim Godwin
0: and Paul in whooping ass. He was basically... He would have been the arm breaker in yeah, this case. Yeah. <laughs> he would have made the movie. He would have taken his rhinestone hat and turned it backwards. We call this Crunchy.
1: The Crunch of Fire. <laughs> he just like crunches. He turns his rhinestone hat backwards and just fucks people up. And then we're introduced to the song and dance number with the truckers after they're getting married. With a whole like CB disco rap. Which I appreciated. I thought that was fun. It added some charm. I
0: charm charm throughout this thing it's just it's it's everyone having fun and it looks like they are having fun which is always a good thing
1: and then ladies and gentlemen kiss
0: kiss so i loved kiss i grew up on kiss uh gene simmons owes me a few royalty checks thank you greg uh i i mean i had pictures of me as a kid like with my tongue out as far as I could, trying to be Gene Simmons, and when you see this, and I'd again, I'd love to think the groundwork was laid if my parents had watched this, because just looking at them, they're just cool looking. Mm-hmm. They look like superheroes. They look like something. They don't look like musicians.
1: No, they look like like what their characters are supposed to be. They're coming out like taller than everybody. Gene Simmons is over there crouched He's over, crouched over. Fucking uh, and Star Child's all right in front, just all majestic. It, fucking well, cats like, in the back drumming around and shit. And wimbly, Ace Freely wimbly. is
0: probably maybe they've got him uh, attached to something, so he does. Because I guarantee you, Paul and Gene were probably stone cold sober. Ace was known, and him and Peter were known to have some fun with that. But to hear Detroit Rock City, and again, when we were thinking, we we're like, this is reaching a huge audience because they really. Really took off about this time, uh, just through stage shows. Oh, I
1: can't believe that they're showing Night and Satan's Service on the television on the ABC.
0: Mother, mother, is this that? uh, And that shit
1: still goes on, dude. You're talking about my fucking hocus pocus is gonna steal your kid's soul.
0: Uh, No, no, no. The first one is two. two.
1: First one's fine. My bad. And the second one is streaming, and it's gonna be about it's gonna (sighs) eat your children's souls, just like Kiss. There's, there's
0: always something to care for the kids about that we really Somebody don't need to the children always always yeah. and but that's what's funny though is to imagine again abc i'm wondering if they took any flack for kiss oh
1: i'm sure i'm bet they did i bet like some and not throwing shade to any like arkansas and evangelical like sex out there but at the <laughs> same time you know some arkansas and angelical like preacher it was like, oh, I can't believe you're showing the devil's music on there sitting out there, you know. So Letters were written. Oh, absolutely. There it is. Think of the children. Or like, how can you promote Satanism?
0: Well, it's Detroit Rock City. It's great. They're completely lip syncing. Oh, yeah, not the playing the instruments. Version. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, But it it's actually, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Which leads us then to the next wish about being a sexy, chic. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and this one, boy, oh, boy. When we talk about like jokes that <laughs> you you realize that you if you were watching this as a kid with your folks, you would have been laughing at the the wackiness of everything. Certain things would have gone over the head, but it would have been going straight for your parents. And right. There's multiple moments in this sketch that was like we were both like, Oh <laughs> that's ribald. <laughs> <laughs> oh <Whoa>, heavens <laughs> And quite honestly though, just like him playing this chic, the F- Florence of Arabia mm-hmm. as it was. With and- Florence Henderson. Which uh, oh flow uh, another one that through speaking jive through just no that was barbara bill oh, that was barbara billingsley jive. that's right
1: Flo, florence henderson she was in um of course she was mama brady that was yeah she was in with a whole bunch of other shit
0: oh yeah oh man you can't yeah you can't mix the brady the, the bradys, brady's with the, the, uh, the cleavers yeah
1: <laughs> beaver will
0: come for you mm-hmm. uh <laughs> that sounded way dirtier than it was intended to be but she's wonderful in this because she's basically the lady that is being swooned over by the sheik. Mm-hmm. And this is where I had to write it down. Was it... Um,
1: he goes, when I first laid out using you in the market, you were trying to milk a snake. And I thought, classy snake handling joke. Wow.
0: And the milking of a snake handling joke. That is some dirty stuff going on on ABC. Get my, get my <laughs> finest i'm letter
1: first martha they had the nerve to uh, to show knights and satan service then they like did something <laughs> on there
0: <laughs> it's wonderful
1: uh weirdness
0: of like dead bird as a good kisser the cock-too. cockatoo
1: yeah uh, he's bro- always happy with the cockatoo and i was like jesus christ another like god damn it gets, it
0: gets lonely in the foreign league yeah the so, we,
1: so i gave him a cockatoo and uh, i'm like
0: And it was also, it's Beretta's Cockatoo, which we were like, wait, ooh, that's Robert Blake. Ooh, that's aged badly. Yeah, it is. That's rough. But then we get, uh, do we get, no, we don't get, it is actually a little bit of a song and dance that goes on between there in terms of a musical number, not as much on that side. But then that actually takes us to, and this is where we thought things could go a number of different ways, especially considering... It's 1976. We didn't get a chance. Uh, this involves the third wish that is being put out there. The the witches of really Doug Paul. They want to go to a Hollywood disco.
1: Of course, because that's what you do in
0: 1976. And this is where we got a little nervous because, like, wait a minute. Well, it's ABC. We know it's not going to be you know Studio 54 or anything right. like that. But I'll show you how to really party. Y'all want to see I'm how? Right. It's, you want to
1: see? You want to see some real magic? <laughs> We didn't have to hear them use a
0: password.
1: This one's for all my witches.
0: But I won't lie, number one, I dug the song that introduced them to the Hollywood disco. Disco
1: lady, move it in, move it out, move it in, about, disco lady. And then this is where we get Florence Henderson coming back. Ladies and gentlemen, Florence Henderson, queen of the disco.
0: Singing old black magic.
1: In all of Florence Anderson's disco glory.
0: It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was not. I mean, she's trying to play against type at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, she is more than Mama Brady. And then again, now.
1: Then, ladies and gentlemen, kiss, kiss again.
0: Now, this is stripped down kiss. This
1: is this family is, friendly kiss. This is This is soft rock. This is like, hey, you know. We understand that you think we're like Satan and stuff, but we're going to show you we have a softer side with their number one hit, Beth.
0: Before you, before you mail that letter, let's hear one more for you, and then yes, Beth, I hear you. And it's Peter Chris, and I thankfully he gets his moment to you know shine, kind
1: of. <laughs> Cause they and- just come walking in the background, just meandering in the background, like, hey, what do you want us to do? I kind
0: of feel weird. Do I need to do something with my hands? You can tell they were not taking direction Ah, well.
1: You want to do the tongue thing? Ah, You think it's appropriate? Ah. So you
0: have the members of Kiss just meandering about him while he's singing, stealing the spotlight, because all of a sudden you're like, what the hell are they doing back there? It's incredible.
1: Um, it's like a little big man Japan. The cat in the background just going off. You're like, oh, look at the cat, look at the cat. Like, oh, Look at what Jesus is doing over
0: there. Would you guys, I practiced really hard for this, okay? This is my symposium. Let me have this. Let me have this. Uh, we give, contra- gl- contractually obligated by ABC. And that's the thing. We then get a little interaction with Paul Linden Kiss, which was, let's do an interview with the boys. And then just...
1: Jimmy so, Glick-like awkward. How, how how long does it take to put on the makeup? We don't wear makeup. It's pretty brutal. All right there, Gene Explosion.
0: And he talks about the origin of the thing is a fight with their mom so they could go kiss and make up. It's just, it's wonderful. The, the puns. And then we
1: get another kiss song. I, w- I have one more wish for kids to do one more song. Wish granted. And we do get kind of a deep pull. Uh,
0: king of the twilight uh oh my god i can't read my own my own handwriting regardless it was a new uh, a deep pull from the kiss catalog which was actually pretty rad and then it should be noted also in that disco scene we got those weird wigs with the face and masks on the back
1: yeah like a reverse orgy, like a Gabriel from Malignant orgy. Oh no! So. Oh God! Oh God! What's the password for
0: that? Uh, <laughs> re-or. <laughs> no, reor. And if you slow that down, if you slow it down, it says reverse orgy. Right. <laughs> it's a it's a more guttural approach. They were terrifying. In fact, like I said, some of the production design and the costumes in this, I thought
1: they look like throwaways they look like something that would have you'd see in a fire at the jim henson workshop they just modified what they they could find but they just threw everything in the dumpster and you're like holy shit that's terrifying
0: (laughs) uh no it was this was a nice surprise i'm not gonna lie i want to thank everybody who tuned in
1: just (laughs) well did you you had then you had the obligatory thank you good nights. it was like what you would think on the this variety hour. Well,
0: and then there was a moment that he said, thank you for making me feel wanted. Mm-hmm. That really just kind of broke my heart. And again, his little wink, this and that. It just, we're getting better, I think. Yeah. And just, in a lot of regards. But I, let me ask you this. I'm going to veer into weird territory here because there was a term. And again, age of demarcation references. Did you ever hear, hear someone referred to as a certified bachelor?
1: Yes. But I didn't didn't think it meant what I think what I think it means.
0: I thought it meant was a coded term for someone being gay. That that's why you don't see them with a member of the opposite sex. Why that's why they have a friend that lives with them. That's what I always thought. But that being said, the older I get now, I think I'm. I always the joke is I'm a notary away from being a certified bachelor. Right. See, I always and thought
1: I always thought certified bachelor was the male equivalent of an old maid. Just you know, someone that's good, just content with being. Just someone who has just never been married, yeah. not going to get married, or whatever, just, just fine by being themselves, right? Marge's so, sisters. Right. But until recently, then I was like, oh, that's what it means? Oh, so, man. I know.
0: And then I realized that the certified bachelor does have a different meaning. Mine is just, yeah, I'm content with, you know, the, the solitude, but... Different times, different era. Another yeah, time. Another place. 1976. Huh. Uh, final thoughts, genius, on the Paul Lind Halloween special. Don't go in looking
1: for scares. Don't, don't go looking for. Don't go even looking for, like, if you're a fan of, like, things that are 70s, you know what? You're going to get a lot of, like, irony watches you're gonna get a lot of like sure. laughter. Sure you're gonna get a lot of that but at the same time at least there's like hey let's put on something spooky even though half the shit is just sketches that have nothing to do with
0: halloween this would be fun just as the background mm-hmm. of a party that you're throwing on put it in your playlist if you want to have stuff that is in the back i think that would be a lot of fun and then also then when the fun stuff comes up take a look when the rhinestone trucker comes out you're gonna be like what the hell are we watching
1: billy barty's in a fight with paul lynn it's, it's fighting him again right ha ah.
0: Ah, uh, well, and I'm glad we did something a little off kilter for kind of what is technically our Halloween episode.
1: Right. It's our Halloween special. Ladies and gentlemen, the... Paul Lind. Hello, everybody. Waving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from. Sometimes I've had those dreams and I don't know if I want to wake up from those either. You know, just say shit like that. <laughs>
0: Sometimes I have occasionally, I'm like, oh, that's a pretty good clip. I'd like to maybe post that and give a preview of the episode. <laughs> you're Paul in throughout, my friend. I'm glad it took us this long, but I'm you're it's, getting to employ this. This is good. It's
1: not every day, none. we get to talk about Paul in. Not and, a horror podcast, a horror no. Podcast.
0: A non ironic horror right? podcast. Now, this is, like I said, this was legit fun, and it was very much a callback to that time when you would just allow. The normal stuff to allow to get spooky and scary and just embrace. And weird. Yeah. And weird. All the Halloween goodness. Uh, so now that being said, uh, for the month of November, I don't think we have anything planned yet.
1: We got some ideas. Oh, no, wait, we do. We got some we ideas.
0: Do. We do. I forgot. Yeah, uh, we're good on that we side. We got some ideas. But honestly, man, Shocktober, uh, Screenland, everyone there, Adam, thank you all. Uh, everyone that came out for Nerdoween, thank mm-hmm. you all. Uh, actually, no, I take it back. Next week. Halloween hangover. Yeah. We got to look back at all the good stuff that happened. We got a lot of
1: stuff to talk about. We got we got all sorts of stuff. We got a blood buffet to go into. A
0: lot of stuff to unpack. So until that time, this is Greg D. And I'm Janus McGee. We'll see you in your dreams.